jabbed the key. We talking about boxing. Just absolutely boxing. We talking about boxing. y'all what's going on welcome back to just absolutely boxing podcast this is episode 76 i'm combo breaker 99 what's up y'all it's your boy boxing p and we had another good fight mm-hmm. weekend man another good middleweight fight mm-hmm. uh congrats to danny jacobs you know he was able to capture that ibf belt from uh sergey derichenko uh this was another one of them fights man <clears throat> that answered a lot of questions in the middleweight division um overall what did you think of uh, danny jacobs performance man um i thought it was a good performance and you know really? i i was Reading the blogs, different stuff, saying he got a lot of critic, you know, criticism, you know. But I mean, this is the fourth tough guy he's been in there with, man. It's not exactly. like he's fighting bums, you know exactly. what I mean? It's yeah. not like he's in there with, you know, old men on the downside of their career. I mean, these guys might not have the biggest name, but they all been undefeated, and they all been game opponents. And you know, Danny Jacobs not only has been able to like, you know compete and win win these fights but put on an entertaining performance and because you know we all know you gotta take risks you know in a fight and sometimes you gotta take a punch or two to get a punch or two off and we see that a lot with Danny Jacobs fights and to me that's what's keeping the fights interesting you know what I mean like I say not only is he in there with these young undefeated mm-hmm. guys but he's putting on entertaining you know performances with these guys, you know what I mean. So right. that 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 was that was my take on it. So you know, overall, as a fan, it was a good performance. I seen one of the top three middleweights go in there with a with a game guy who he was really familiar with. I think mm-hmm. early in the fight when uh, Danny Jacobs was you know trying to complain to the ref about certain things, he was giving Devichenko too much respect. You know, I think because yeah. of that three hundred, however many rounds they shared, you know, in the ring, and, and then he saw. This ain't that time for that. It's a exactly. it's a fight. Yeah. Um, so after that, it it was just it was just a good performance, man, from 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 both guys. You know. Yeah, it's funny you caught that too because like I caught the opposite with uh, Derbychenko. Like he got dropped in the first round because I think at first Derbychenko he was kind of in that low gear and he didn't really know that Danny was coming to fight because yeah. when he dropped him and he still came after him, you know, yeah. like whenever he was yeah, still around. finish the show, yeah. He really had that, you know, go get him attitude yeah. and that's why when he got up, he was like, shit, I got to take the fight to Danny now, yeah. you know. And yeah. like like you're saying, like when he, you know, was kind of complaining to the ref about those little things, he was like, that's right, we in the, this is this is for real. Yeah, that's a, that's a real fight, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And and to me, yeah, I thought the, the overall performance, I even, you know, go as far as to say it was it was another f- good fight, just like Canelo uh, Triple G, the rematch. To, to me, to, to, to me, it was, and I didn't want to overrate it because I don't want you yeah. know a lot of people had had other opinions, but yeah. you know I was going to hit on the points and say you mm-hmm. can't say this was a bad performance by no means. I yeah. thought it was a very 
entertaining fight, you know. It definitely was because especially like we said, you got two guys who shared the ring, you know, countless times, you know, out of the ring, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean, as far as training, but they were still coming to put on a good performance. Because we've seen guys, I know some guys say, I know this guy, we have history, we spar. They kind of just go through the motions sometimes, you oh, know. Yeah. But this yeah. one, they were really coming to put on a fight. Yeah. Because they knew that the belt was on the line. And I just think that, you know, Danny Jacobs, he put on a as well as Devichenko, he put on a very, very good technical brawl. Yeah. You know, it was it was like a good brawl where they were kind of sizing each other up and trying to get, you know, one up over each other. Absolutely. And um how did you feel about the split decision? Because I personally had it a unanimous. I I mean I, I thought Danny Jacobs did enough to get the you know unanimous decision. Um, but you know Jacobs is another one of those guys that you know he got to work for every nothing is given to him, and you know. And I just looked at it as another one of those not, another reason to have a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. You know what I mean? But and I do want to go back to <clears throat> what you said earlier about the you know those guys really um being familiar with each other and bringing the best out mm-hmm. of each other you know i mean it could go either way it could you could, you know the fight could be good or it could be bad you know true, these guys true. the chemistry yeah. it could bring out the best in each other or it could bring out another result because that's why i think a lot of guys say i won't fight a guy because they can't because they, they can't do that yeah exactly. they can't turn that into just business you know what exactly. i mean that's my friend yeah. i can't go punch him in the face i'm not able to do that but the guys that are able to do that, I mean, it's another level of professionalism. I mean, it's just business. We are fighters. We, if you're not fighting me, you are, you will be fighting somebody else. So it is business, but I do think it's guys that can separate the two, but then I think it's guys that really can't. I don't think I could. And I couldn't be a friend of somebody and then go in there and punch them in the face. Yeah. I could play basketball against them. I could play football, all these other sports. Yeah. But to go fight, that's a little different for me yeah. because it is a fight. Yeah, I think yeah, it, it's really there's really something in a person where you I don't know how they do it either, because it'd be hard for me, like to separate that person from the person, you know, outside of the ring, mm-hmm. because even when y'all fight in the ring, once he leaves, he's going to steal leave with that busted nose that Absolutely. he got in the ring from Absolutely. you. He's going to remember that. You think know? I mean, some of these people have been to each other's homes. They know each other's wives, kids, stuff yeah. like that. You know, you in the ring busting this guy up and you might get a flash of his kid who call you uncle or oh, godfather, yeah. you know, something like that. So it's just, it's, 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 it's a lot of psych, psychologic, you know, I mean, psychology behind that. You know what I'm saying? Being, being able to block some of those things out and do those things. And I'm not saying for this particular situation, I'm just saying in general general, for any, you know, MMA, boxing, any combat sports, just you see a lot of that. It is some guys that off the top, they say we will not fight each other. Absolutely not. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Just to even dispel y'all even trying to, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Drum it up or whatever. But, you know, just going back to saying that, you know, these guys were able to separate it. It was a little, you know, fill out period in the beginning but once they said yo this is a fight this ain't sparring this ain't you know we're both here trying to get this belt exactly um, it turned into a really good fight yeah and um looking at this situation too like whenever a fighter um does know another fighter like you said it can bring out either the best or it can like make you either a little bit tamer where you might hold back but yeah it's because i feel like sometimes a fighter both fighters know each other's weaknesses too you know do yeah. you, you want to yeah. put them on the spot and expose them or do you just want to you know kind of go easy on them you know so i was kind of feeling like in this fight 
they both kind of pushed all that out the door and said, yeah. "Hey, we going, we going for it." I mean, and 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 in boxing, you really have to because that one second that you let up off the gas, you don't know if he let up off the gas. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? That yeah. second you let up off, he could be mashing the gas and you get caught. You know, I mean, it's just it's just that dangerous, and you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's not like like people say, "Oh, he carried this guy," or this happened. People can say those things, but it's a real thin area of being able to do that because it's still a fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Unless it's yeah. just everything is scripted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You just never know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? I mean, Danny Jacobs, you know, he got caught on the side of the head, the back of the head. He probably like, whoa, you know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, we cool. What's up? But he right. like, yo, it's like, a fight. You, yeah, you're supposed to hit me straight up front. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, like you're trying to get in them little shots. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. you kind of thinking, you know, okay, I'm going to have to fend for myself. I'm going to have to fend for myself. It's and, a fight. Um, you know? I think I think same with like Dorochenko whenever he dropped him and went after him. That was when he was like, yeah, we, this is just, this is a fight, (laughs) you know? Yeah, I mean, he looked in Danny Jacobs' eyes and saw that that damn shock in his eyes and that made him say it's real because Danny Jacobs had, he dropped him, he was, he was going for the kill and he just had that, that look, you know, and Devrachenko saw that like, whoa, it's real. For real, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, as far as the decision, like, I told you, I feel it was unanimous. People gonna call me crazy, but I felt it was like nine rounds of three. I mean, at most eight I, I, to four. I, absolutely, I, I would say yeah, like you said, at most eight to four. But the nine to three is definitely debatable because it's. I mean, it's just you know a subjective sport mm-hmm. with you with you judging on and everything. But I felt like Dan, uh, Danny Jacobs dominated the fight. You know what I mean? D- dominated a guy who was game. It wasn't like this guy wasn't trying every. You know, second to every round, but Danny Jacobs is just on another level. Like I say, he he proved once again that he's one of the top three middleweights. I mean, him, Triple G, and Canelo right now. You right. know what I mean? Those are the guys with the resumes who have proven things at the hundred and sixty pound division. So, um, I do believe that those three guys are a few levels of steps ahead of the rest of the pack. The rest of the pack ha- has not closed that gap. To me, ain't you know what I'm saying? I think um, <clears throat> Saturday night, uh, Devchenko he definitely put himself close to that realm. Now, now, and that's that's how crazy it can be. Now, a guy like yeah. Devchenko who's quiet, quiet. We, most people didn't know about him. Yeah, didn't wait. have a name. Yeah. made a name for his for himself with, with Saturday night with yeah with a performance. Not. He, not talking. Not talking. You know what I mean? And that's the that 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 goes back to what we're saying that you know we do I do understand the social media aspect of the game now but skills still pay the bills you know what i'm saying day, i mean it, it, what you do in the ring still speaks volumes over any posts or meme you can you know put on social media so it's just like that's what i'm saying he was kind of like the, the name you weren't really hearing at 160 mm-hmm. now he's going to be a name that you are hearing at 160 yeah. because of the performance he put on i mean he definitely don't have nothing to be ashamed of he put on a game performance with one like i say the top three middleweights in a division. So it's not yeah. like he fell short to a Charlo or, you know, any any of the rest of these guys at 160. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was still that guy to me that even though he hadn't been like, you know, crazy on social media, talking all that junk, he was just like, for us as hardcore fans that we already had the radar on, you know, we was already looking at him. You know, yeah. we always felt like 
this is going to be that guy that's going to give one of these guys a tough Absolutely. fight. Absolutely. And no. going back to that, too, like we were saying, like, um, as far as social media goes, it's like, that's good promotion, but what do people still want to see when you're a fighter? I mean, they and that's a, see you fight. Absolutely. But that's the thing. And if you can get it just right, find that. Just, yeah. Measure that. Yeah. And measure to the ring. Then it's beautiful. Exactly. It's a beautiful thing. Once you can put Don't it all lean together. Too much over to the social hey. media where we always like, well, back it up. We always hey. got to say, hey. back it up. Hey. It gotta, it gotta be that balance. You know what I mean? Because I mean, you know, the thing about social media, it don't have to be a bad. It don't have to be a bad thing. I see Danny Jacobs use social media, but it's never in a bad way, right? You know, he's promoting different things that he is passionate about or he supports, and it's never in a bad way. He's never on there cursing. He's never on there being disrespectful. He's always on there just using the platform, you know, the way it's supposed to be used. So you know, it's up to people how how, how they use it, but it can be a powerful element when when it's used right. In, 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 in the game right now and sorry to say you know what I mean yeah. but at the end of the day it's what happens in the ring yeah. and this sport you know what I'm saying you can do that all day on social media mm-hmm. but if you don't back it up in the ring it's pointless yeah and I think you know aside you know off, off topic just for a second with the fight is that I think a lot of boxing fans they starting to kind of see through a lot of people on the social media mm-hmm. now like they starting to think like put up or shut up, you know, even Absolutely. with some of our favorite fighters, you know, they Absolutely. feeling like we just want to see fight dates made. You know, we, we don't want to hear about the money part. We don't want to hear about uh, such and such doing this. So we can't make the fight. Absolutely. Fights can always be made, you know, and I think that what we've been having with the middleweight division right now is kind of proving that. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of back in other divisions and corners saying like, oh, man, now. They, they making fights now. They're going to expect us to be doing the same thing in our division, you know. So I think that what's going on with the middleweight division, you know, somebody like Dervichenko being quiet, you know, just stepping, you know, just, just stepping in there silently and making a wave like he did is kind of making other fighters, you know, being put on notice. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And I think it's a, I think it's a lot of Dervichenkos out there in, in every weight division just sitting quiet waiting for their number to be to be you know called and, and perform because you know he's a European guy most of the European guys not really doing a bunch of talking trash and mm-hmm. you know that's not really you know how they learn the game so um and even that, that like it, it's crazy because you know this is a little off topic too but it's kind of in the realm um Demetrius Johnson you know he just got switched from uh, up to that, one yeah to one or whatever yeah. but um he made an interesting you know, statement of, you know, about the, you know, the, the, the trade being made. And he was like, the UFC, the way that they like to promote, he wasn't really comfortable with. He said he's more of a martial artist and the way martial artists promote an event is more in a respectful way. He said that was like his kind of tack with the UFC, but it wasn't enough. You know, it wasn't, mm-hmm. they wanted him to be the negative and the brash and all this stuff. And he was like, yo, not only is that not really a part of martial arts, that's just not me. So I'm just saying, you know, people got to be true to their self. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he was true to himself. He said, you know what? Well, Hey, I dominated over here. I lost the title to what somewhat a, a questionable decision. Mm-hmm. I can move on and do some other things in life, and um, I just it was I just it was just good to hear him make that point that it's not about being disrespectful, and it's not about downing and downing an opponent. It's really about respect. It is, like, you know what I'm saying. If, if it's really people about respect. really follow martial, martial arts, any combat sport, 
boxing, Muay Thai. It's all about the respect. It's about respect. You know, if you probably. watch the Muay Thai fighters when they go in the ring before they start fighting, it's about respect. You right. Know? They're not shoving, pushing each other. But the thing with um, Demetrius Johnson, like what you were saying, is like he's respecting the sport, whereas they're trying to do the WWE aspect. Absolutely. Of it. Uh, like I said, I thought that was cool that, you know, DJ um, spoke out on that topic of. Um, you know, being true to himself and seeing how the UFC likes to market certain things and um, just being, like I say, being true to himself, saying that's not me. You know, I do my talking in the ring. One, it's kind of a, a better fit for me because it's, you know, it's one of the overseas organization, I guess, more Asian based or whatever. And it's just more. From what he was saying, you know, based on the, the on, on on the arts, the tra- tradition of um, martial art, mar- martial arts martial or whatever. Arts, right. So, um, I just thought that was cool for him to speak out on that because, like I say, everybody is not the brash talker, and you know, uh, and in that person, everybody's not that. You know what I'm saying? I understand. You know, even the people that are not that need some type of presence because it's just the way of the world now. But everybody's not that. Not that that loud personality, you know what I mean? And you, you don't have to be, you know what I'm saying? It sucks though, Ant, because kind of you do, because Demetrius Johnson never got to the places he could have gotten because he was a humble guy. You know, look what right. Connor has done in 10 years, being losing three fights, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? But you know, that's, <clears throat> that, that, that's kind of the, um, and that's kind of the bad part of being in the UFC because you're under one umbrella. And you only have that one person to push you. And if he don't want to push you, he's not going to. But see, at least with boxing, you know, you can still get the big fights. You know, sometimes it's going to be harder, but you can still find a promotion that they'll push you even if you are a quiet person. Look at Crawford and Aram, you know, Um, you know, Eddie Hearn, he scooped up Danny Jacobs, you know, so guys that aren't really the brass talkers. They're still going to get put in put and, in position to fight. And, and, but the thing about it, all those guys, uh, a one fighters too. That's what I'm saying. I mean, if you were a one quiet bum, you might you might not get <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. picked up. But if, you, yeah. if just because you're a quiet guy, don't mean you're not going to get picked up because mm-hmm. the guys are getting picked up. Yeah, I'm definitely great. Yeah, great yeah. picks. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, you know. I'm yeah. I'm saying more like comparing them to like somebody like a Crawford versus a. Uh, Demetrius Johnson, what he going through, you know, both are, you know, great fighters in their way, but him being under that umbrella with Dana White, they not pushing him right. Right, right, know? right, right. Which, which, which is like, it's, it's back to like just a great area. And it's a couple of great things being that UFC is one promoter and a couple of bad things that so many promoters in boxing, but then it's, it's vice mm-hmm. versa too, is other good points. Yeah. With, like you say, with a guy like Terrence Crawford. Cause even if like he Got was more to, options, yeah. Even if like Aram was to stop pushing him, he could still jump over to Al. Go Hayden, to another, and and we would still get the fights we Absolutely. want. But like with, with Dana White, everything is under him. You got that, the unless fight. you go he to got, a whole, unless you go to a whole another organization. organization, and then you know even something more like a whole not, a, a whole another organization with the UFC. Like this one is not as big in, in the states as the UFC, so you do take a risk of losing some of your American fan base, you know, with yeah. something like that, you know, with the boxing, you just go in the, the zone, you going all this stuff is still aired in America and big in America mm-hmm. or whatever, so I mean, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, Aunt, the way it really matters at when you do your talking at is in the ring, in the you know ring. what I'm saying? Exactly. You can be eloquent, you can speak eloquent and do all this stuff in psychological warfare, but none of that matters once 
you step into the square circle, the cage, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? Because you, you, you know, that go out the window. Exactly, man. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, I think that with somebody like, like I said, with Dervichenko and Danny Jacobs, the moves they make without doing all the talking, it's just going to like make other fighters have to, it's going to make other fans demand for, demand, demand more from, you know, their favorite fighters. Demand you know? it. Demand it's going it. to make them demand it. Cause, um, Overall, the performance Danny Jacobs, he put on, like we said, it wasn't the knockout that a lot of people were probably expecting. But the higher you get in opponents, fights are going to be like this. Absolutely. It's going to be more back and forth action with elite guys. That's and, a, th- these guys didn't have big names, but like I said, they w- they weren't walking the parks by no means. You know what I mean? Exactly, they just weren't yeah. household names. Mm-hmm. And the sad part about it, I want to bring up real quick, too, is now that, like we say, you know, Devachenko put on a good performance. He definitely, you know, earned some fans, but... He might it might be hard for him to get another fight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because the way he did perform with Danny Jacobson before that, nobody wanted to fight him. Yeah. So it could definitely You know what I mean? That sucks for yeah. a guy like him in his position who's already not really a star, big name. You're a good fighter, but being a good fighter makes people not want to fight you. Mm-hmm. That sucks. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, especially when you got a scary style. You yeah, know, that when sucks, you man. Scary styles, man. Um Danny Jacobs, man, from here, who would you want to see him in the ring with next, man? Um, I mean, the door is wide open for him. You know, all the belts are pretty much over at the zone. The zone, Between yeah. Matchroom Box and Eddie Hearn. So. I mean, to be, to, 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 to be honest, I want to see him in there, you know, with, with a lottery win. You know, and it's only a couple names. It's a lottery win. You know what I mean? And what I mean by when I say a lottery win Canelo or Triple G, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? These are going to be the biggest payday. He deserves it. He deserves it. He yeah. de- he does not deserve to have to fight another tough fight for you know a smaller payday. And to be honest, he would disown. So I don't think paydays is an issue. You know, I'm sure he probably got a nice deal, so he getting you know a nice chunk every fight or whatever. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying all these tough fights, you know, are not really for the name. The reward name wise, yeah. you know what I'm saying? He beating all these guys at, but they don't really have the name. He's not that, it's not really adding to his stock star power wise, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. nobody really knows these people that he's beating. Right. When he gets, starts getting those, you know, marquee names, then people will say, oh, Danny Jacobs, oh, the, who, the guy who beat Canelo, or the guy who, you know, came close to beating Triple G. That's, that, that's his ace in the hole right now, the guy who some people think beat Triple G. And that's what sucks too, because like, they making him use up all of this, you know, all of his, I'm going to say all of his fight, but, you know, we never know, like, how fighters' bodies age, you know. Absolutely. They, they're kind of putting him in there constantly with contenders when he needs to be in there with a elite guy now. Because, exactly. like, even this, even though this was a title fight, I'm sure he's still hungry, you know. Yeah, of I'm course. I'm sure he's like, of this was Chanko, like, he was no pushover, but it still wasn't the 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 Triple G rematch. Yeah, on, that dude. The Canelo fight. Like we said in the last episode, I don't think he's jealous of those guys, but he know that his time is coming. And this fight definitely didn't put him in that space and make him feel like, you know, okay, people are going to notice me now because they said Triple G turned down the Dervichenko fight. I doubt if Canelo will fight Dervichenko. So here it is again. These guys got bigger names. Well, really Canelo. It ain't really Triple G with the bigger name. You know, this is probably a little bigger than Danny, but... It's really Canelo getting all his glory and all these accolades and not really having to 
put in the work. I mean, people consider him the middleweight king right now. I mean, and I mean, the resume not really speaking of that type of volume. You know what I mean? But nah, you know, not it as is, far as like a one sixty king. Yeah, no one. Yeah, you yeah, say middleweight yeah, king. That mean you didn't beat everybody in middleweight. The, 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 you know, convincingly. You know what I'm yeah, saying? And yeah. that that ain't really been the case. But I'm just saying, um, it just sucks for Danny Jacobs because, um, you know, like I say, I think he deserved. Even one of those those guys, and the sad part about those are two more tough fights. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, he yeah. he he might get a, you know, a, a decent payday or a decent, you know, might you know, up his status, but he gonna have to fight for it though, and it ain't mm-hmm. gonna just be handed to him because yeah. those are two tough fights. And that's the thing with the uh, the Canelo situation. Like, I really don't understand why Canelo's taking this move up to 168 even though it might be a one-shot deal just for a belt, but, like, why even waste that time and, Absolutely. and, and fight, you know, this guy? Uh, I can't even remember his name right now, but... Um, um, Rocky Felding. Rocky Felding. And why not just go ahead and fight another middleweight to continue to put your stamp on that division, you know? Because I division. think you would get just as much money for the Mew or Charlo than you would, you would for this Rocky Felding fight, you but, know what I mean? He would definitely get a lot more attention. You know what I'm saying? As people want to see. And and then, like, I read this today. I don't know how true it is, but they talking about Triple G moving up to 168 to fight Callum. Like, that's because Canelo moved up. Had he not did that, this man wouldn't feel like he needs to do that. So that kind of irritated me, too, because I don't want to see you go up to 168 to fight Callum. That's that's, nobody wants to see that. But this man got to eat. He got to be strategic in his moves, too. eh? You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? He didn't invested the last 10 years of his life at middleweight and banking on some of these mm-hmm. fights and now Canelo just switching up the game on people you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying so I read that today I don't like I said I don't know how true it is but that's definitely not a fight that I want well now y'all moving to 168 if we wanted like I said and if we wanted them to move to 168 y'all wouldn't do it yeah now y'all moving to fight people that mm-hmm. we could care less about seeing y'all fight yeah, because before, whenever people were wanting Triple G to move to 168, there, there was more challenge there. You know, there was yeah. more of a... And you were younger. You know, you but were the younger. thing is, that to me, he's doing it because what choice did they really leave him? What choice did they leave him? Yeah, think, move up or go and, and had to do what Danny Jacobs is doing and fight guys that I shouldn't be fighting while Canelo was out reaping the benefits, fighting any and everybody doing what he wants to do. I mean, like I say, a guy do got to play hardball at some point. I think it would be dangerous for him to move to 168 more so than, you know, go ahead and take a fight with Charlo because I think if Triple G would take the fight with Charlo, that would be better money and less risk, honestly, because, I mean, you're moving up fight Callum Smith, you know, Callum Smith is a big, big super middleweight and um, I really don't feel like Triple G got that style to just think he can go in there with somebody that you know that much bigger. I mean, I He's wasted too many years in middleweight. What I'm saying. Yeah, I mean that could be a thing, but I look at it as the same thing as Canelo doing, going to pick up a belt. Mm-hmm. This is really think, meaningless. Think, you know Canelo, what I'm saying? I don't want Canelo to do that either. But at the same time, I think Canelo is a little bit more flexible with what he can do because you know he just signed a deal, so everything he's doing is kind of solid. So he's he's taking chances where Triple G right now. HBO was done, so he hasn't really even found a home yet, you know? Yeah. So yeah. he might want to just stay in the 160 game and 
and that's what I Danny Jacobs the, a chance again. The, the thing about it is, like, they forced his hand, though, in my opinion, though, and you know what I'm saying? Had this dude not went to 168, he would not be thinking about 168. The guy that Triple G might have to fight is more dangerous than Felden, you ask me. Callum just knocked oh, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just knocked out. What's his name? Uh, Groves. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's a super dangerous fight, but. I mean, Triple G ain't he? He he's fighting the middleweight, but I I don't know where he walks around at. I, 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 the man just got to do something. It just it just sucks that the politics in the game, man. The politics in the game. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, Canelo should be at 160 right now, hashing it out, and you wouldn't see Triple G going to 168. You wouldn't see that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We would see people at 160 hashing it out because they want that crown that Canelo was wearing. How you get, get snatched the crown and then you want to run a 168? That just don't even, you know, that don't even make sense. You know what I mean? People want to fight for that crown right now. All them people at 160, we want to see who's the best and unify. Right. So it just sucks, but we'll I, see. Yeah, yeah, because I just feel like, yeah, man, Triple G, man, like, if you want him, I think he's going to come back to middleweight. You know, don't follow him. Be your own man and just, you know, stay in your stay in your man. lane and continue at one sixty eight. Cause uh right now Canelo, he is superstar status. Yeah. So he's like Floyd right now. He's gonna do what he wants. You know, Floyd Floyd could have unified one forty seven, but he said, Hell, I'm going to film fifty four pick a belt. Then no, no, I'm gonna go back down to one forty seven. Yeah. But yeah. you can do that. Yeah. He yeah. can do that. Yeah. Where Triple G, your your life is at one sixty. Let's be real, you know. I mean, he's he's older, all the things, but I do understand like some of the the mental battle and that is frustrating. That it's frustrating, you know, when you feel like you do the things that you're supposed to do in the game and don't really get the accolades, you know, for him. You know, it's like anything. You know, some of the stuff Floyd did, people didn't feel like it was right. It's still, you know, it's still a sport. You know, now it's just money fights, people jumping, doing all this stuff. I mean, that that really don't really makes sense you know what i mean but the game is so wide open now i mean triple g being the older man i just feel like he's really frustrated right now and probably confused Mm -hmm. that you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. hbo was gone he got to make another commitment to do i want to independent the zone you know he got to make that decision then he see all he worked for like snatched away from him overnight it's like i mean two months ago you was the middleweight champion rain and that is all that's gone <laughs> i mean canelo just snatched that and ran he going to 168 so i do see the frustration in some fighters who feel like who caught up in these politics who don't get the, the they just do i don't feel like triple g got his just do i don't feel like danny jacobs is getting his just do i feel like canelo was getting over overdue mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying that's just the way i feel i really do for me i think honestly i think danny jacobs He's closer to getting his just due over Triple G to me. And I say that because I feel like when people start to really criticize you as a fighter, Triple G, he needed to take at least one or two of those guys, which I like to call shut up fights. You know, take them fights where you shut the crowd up. You know, Andre Ward, they used to do that to him, you know. Mm -hmm. And now nobody can say what they they can say what they want to say but they can't ever question his resume yeah. or they can't question any moves he make because he took those fights you know the frotches the the Kovalev Absolutely. That, the Kovalev fight was the shut up moment like when he took that move up but that was really to me that was the only situation somebody like Andre Ward had where Triple G he don't really have to go to 168 he could stay here and say it's time to shut these people up let me take on Devorchenko or Charlo you know and 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 
and get one of these wins so all these other fans and all these medias can they can finally say hey this guy is getting what he ain't getting what he deserved but he's fighting the guys that he need to be fighting you know but see i still well, how's canelo getting with more than he deserved and not fighting the guys that you know that's the, that's there's what i'm saying guy, it's the politics yeah, it go back we can't explain, it go back man. to yeah. the politics Superstar, and man, that don't know? make it right yeah. or wrong you know what i'm saying because yeah. it's still based on working your way up the ladder doing it the right mm-hmm. way but now it's just money grabs and, and that's messing up mm-hmm. kind of every i mean thing. really that is what messed up this whole middleweight thing now because first we got billy joe testing dirty then canelo going up here so now the only ones that's left up to really is Danny Jacobs now. You know what yeah, I mean? Danny so Jacobs, he is kind of that guy. And, and like I say, for Triple G, I feel like he's just really confused on the ropes. He don't know what to trust. He don't feel like, do I want to go and fight a smaller guy? Do I want to go and risk getting robbed against Charlo? How would that affect me business-wise? Canelo getting robbed against him, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But going down a guy that's lower, that's another thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So him being older in, the, in his career, he wanted to pay these. You know what I'm saying? He went to paydays. He put the time in it in his career. I really just don't. I feel like these younger guys. That's why I say for me at the top three, Triple G, Canelo, and Danny Jacobs. The rest of them guys need to be mixing it up. Charlo need to be mixing it up with Devonchenko, Andrade. All them need to be mixing it up. And then they rise to the top. To me, those three guys shouldn't really have to go down and touch those guys. Because those guys haven't proved, haven't proved themselves to me. You know what I'm saying? The the, the, the trial vector should be Danny Jacobs with Snake, and then we can say who's the best out of those three. Can we say who's the best at 160 mm-hmm. out of Danny Jacobs, Triple G, and Canelo? We can't. We can't say that yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We can't. Yeah. yeah. But we know we do we, know they are the top three we know of the, the division. And but I who's think, number one, two, or three? You can't really say. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're getting closer to that versus like the welterweight division because you know welterweight we got like five, six guys, but like with the way Danny Jacobs was talking. It's going to corner him soon, you know, eventually, because, yeah. like, going into who's next for him, you know, because um, at his post-fight, he was like, look, I will fight Triple G if he's to come over here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he said the Charlo fight is something he want personally, but, like he said, he want Canelo next. Yeah. You know, so. Absolutely. He, he's finally kind of not talking but now he's kind of having to talk, you know what yeah. I mean? Because he's done the fighting. So and now that's all he has left is to express how he feels because he's done expressing with the hands. So. Absolutely. And in that position, too, I feel like the zone really, the, he got the money behind him. He got that yeah. platform. He could say, yo, I, you know, I fought Triple G. Some people think I won. I got a belt now. You took the belts. You got all the belts. Now you run away. Come on, man. You know, I mean, all, everybody on the zone. So, but to me, and, we already know if Canelo don't want to fight him, he ain't gonna fight him. He's not gonna fight him, dude. He's gonna have to. You know what I'm 11, saying? Out of eleven fights on the zone, I'm like, it's gotta be, it's gotta be somebody in the middleweight division. You know what I mean? Like, it's gotta be somebody with those belts because you can't bullshit people with two fights a year uh, yeah. and none of them be Andrade or, you know, it can't be Danny Jacobs to a lesser extent. Andrade, it's gotta be somebody in there. Right. You know. It's right. got to be one of those guys. I mean, yeah, I could see maybe an Andra. We could see maybe a Billy Joe bouncing back up. I mean, the the the, the Danny Jacobs thing is going to take some pressure because Canelo was a super. Canelo say, fuck it, I'll walk away. Yeah, it's 11 fights, but look, you remember this clause I put in the contract? 
I can walk away anytime. I'm sure he got something like that. And you're not gonna make oh, shit. He got him Danny Jacobs claws on his face. I mean, like, come on, you know, you Floyd. Know we know Floyd yeah. had something like that. Yeah, I got the five fight, but mm-hmm. any given time when I'm ready to walk away, I yeah. can do this too. Yeah. And Canelo or Megastar, I'm sure he got people in place. Um, two yeah, fights he, a year, you know, three it's, years. It's not a lot of fights, but it. You know what, Canelo, twenty eight. What that's what we we what, what he got a, a five year contract five year contract yeah. so what to do the math he ain't gonna be you know still doing about um still it's still yeah the the ball is always gonna be in his part it's, absolutely you know, just like for all you know, because of the superstar status but um no. it, it, it's a crazy thing man just like we're saying these these moves they make you want to appreciate somebody who made making this. Mo- makes this much money in boxing becomes a superstar but then they kind of become a diva you know what i mean like it's still fighting people still pay to see you fight you know what i mean like that's what i pay to see you know i don't and then let me ask you this and with the with the triple uh with triple g and canelo now i know this is not the case but they both got well, we know Canelo got the 168 fight. I heard the talks of Triple G with the 168 fight. Mm-hmm. Are they going to get these belts at 168 and then fight at 168? No. no. Is that going to happen? No. No, no, no. You know no. what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. not going to happen. So I, what, why are you going after other belts? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Th- that, that's why I was saying, like, when he's taking this guy Rocky Fielding, I don't really see this being a longevity thing because I don't see him lasting at 168 you know what i mean like i don't see him getting beat bad but i don't see him dominating that division you know that's why my whole thing was just continue to reign at 160 you know so and i'm just looking right now on my phone when i pulled up canelo they was, he he said he ain't ruling out a light heavyweight world challenge man so come on man that's what i'm saying so, um, yeah man you know i mean triple g that might be part of his strategy like yo all right when you go into 168 i'm gonna go to 168 and get a belt kind of corner yeah I, I don't know like i say i know he's at the end of his career and trying to make power moves you know yeah. as opposed to like some of the younger guys they still you know got a little bit of time yeah looking at derbachenko um like I said, he didn't lose bad. He has nothing to look down on with that fight. It was definitely a learning experience, and like we, like you said, it was definitely a fight that could put him in the uh, in the realm where guys duck him. Who who do you want to see him in there with next? Um, I mean, honestly, I would like to see him in there with any any of the any of the guys that's left: Andrade, Charlo, Selecki. Um, and any of those guys will be good fights. You don't think so? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I was actually going to say I'd like to see him in there with uh, Demetrius Andrade. Hey, Andrade, I mean, he lost that fight. You know, I think that that would still be a good fight for uh, Andrade. And any of those guys can you can in a match any of those guys. And to me, that you got good fights: Lemieux, Charlo, Andrade, Mm -hmm. Billy Joe. If he get back. It's enough of them. That's what I'm saying. It's enough of them guys to to hash to, to hash something out, yeah. and then the cream of the crop mm-hmm. rise up and say, "Yo, Danny Jacobs, Canelo, was I want y'all?" You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. That, but that, it's y'all still kind of on the same levels. We don't know about y'all. We know these other guys that leveled up, then dominated, have done bigger things in the sport. They ain't really done nothing big yet. That those set of guys. Yeah. But I would love to see any of those guys mm-hmm. match it up. Like I say, Charlo. Andrade, Billy Joe, Lemieux, yeah, um, Devachenko. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a few more names there too, ain't? That's not all of them. Yeah, that's, that's just the ones I'm that's... thinking about. I mean, off the top of my head, but it's more guys at 162. You know, the the last couple of guys that Danny Jacobs fought. You know, Selecki, Selecki. is a game opponent. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, they, they definitely are. Um, that Louis Arias, uh, Louis Arias, you yeah, know, all those guys, they can kind of mix it up because, um, because I did want to say this too before we close out too is that there's still these guys need to mix it up because there's still no Bernard Hopkins in the division, no. and no. you know, whenever I say that to this past generation, so they go back and look like Hopkins was the man. Mm-hmm. At middleweight, there was no other names. You know what I mean? Because he been through them all. But he went through all Everybody of them. Everybody that came in the division, he took the belt and he took it over. What was it ten years? Uh, Eleven. Eleven years. Like over twenty some title defenses. So and I mean, just imagine that a guy fighting at one weight class for eleven years and never losing. I mean, you, you just just think about that mm-hmm. statement and how profound something like that is when you got a guy who won't be in a division for a year. Six yeah. months, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ready to go up to another division yeah. and you know chase this or chase that, you know. And I get it, the money thing, but like you say, we 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 still gotta have some throwback guys, and we still mm-hmm. gotta have guys doing it the right way. We gonna have guys doing this and that and the third, but we still need guys just doing it the old fashioned way. Yeah, it's fun to have these elite matches and everything, you know, where fighters are, you know, we got like A level guys and more than one A level guy, but. They need to be coming coming to a head, you know. It needs to be coming to a head where there's one guy, you right. know. It same way I go back to the welterweight division. You got five or six guys, but we still haven't seen all of them say, "Hey, we're trying to find out who the best guy is." You right. know, that's what we need to do with both of these divisions. Like, we need to be getting a Bernard Hopkins. You know what yeah, I mean? We need to absolutely maybe need to make a Hopkins absolutely. trophy, like for the world. You know how they got the Ali trophy? Absolutely. You know, maybe they can absolutely. make one for this middleweight division, but. Yeah, man. Overall, it was just a good fight this weekend. Uh, I gotta say, uh, congratulations to our Re- uh, Regis Progress. Right. You know he uh, beat Terry Flanagan. Um, he's moving on to fight for that WBA belt at uh, one forty. And the uh, who who holding that? Um, I can't remember his name right now. But you know, as we get closer to it, I'll pull that up. Uh, it's for yeah. that World uh, Boxing Super Series for uh, okay. one forty. And, um, you know, shout out to Shelly Vincent. You know, she put on another performance. She yeah. uh, came up short against uh, Heather Hardy. Shout out to both the females who was on the card. Definitely um, went in there and did their thing. Big shout out to Shelly. You know, we got the interview popping with her. So big shout out to her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely go back and y'all y'all check that out. But um, we got anything else coming up this weekend as far as boxing, man? Um, I don't think so, man. Um, what's the next thing? What's the November? Yeah, it's definitely something going on this month. What do you think of um the the February date of I think it's supposed to be February, January. I don't know if it's solid yet if Errol Spence and uh, Mikey Garcia, man. Um I mean it's interesting because at one time it seemed like Mikey Garcia had kind of started listening to the people around him telling him that, that that was, you know, a bad idea, but then out the blue they say we making it. So um, I'm interested in that. Um, it's not the fight that we necessarily were calling for, but it's something that's compelling and interesting about that fight to me. You know, like I said a while back, it's like a guy like Mikey Garcia, as smart as he is, his fighting style, the way he does what he does, what's making him so adamant about this fight is one mm-hmm. of two things. Either he thinks... He can win, which I'm sure he does. I mean, he will, or, yeah. <laughs> or, 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 you know, he sees some things in Earl Spencer he could expose. Or two, 
he wants to challenge himself against the best out there. And either way, I respect him for it. Yeah. yeah. Either way, I respect him for it. You know, I mean, if I go up against Earl Spence, who was a bigger guy than me, the boogeyman, all this stuff, and I fall short, at least I could say, yo, I tested myself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I beat everybody else. I stepped up, you know, fell a little short. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, and I mean, we they fighters, and I can respect the fighter for um, feeling like that, you know? Yeah. Once you, once it all boils down to it, you know, whether it's weight classes out of, out of, you know, whack or not, you know, they're still fighters, you know. They're still fighters. We, we had guys back in the day, you know, in eighteen hundreds, nineteen hundreds, fighting welterweights, willing to go up to light heavyweight. Right. You know, Sugar Ray Robinson ch- challenged for the the light heavyweight crown. You know, yeah. he jumped up that many weight that classes, weight classes yeah, do you know, for it. Know. So it's really nothing new. I think yeah. it's just that a lot of people felt that you know Crawford Spence was more. Needed and yeah. Mikey Loma was more needed, you know. So. Yeah, I, and I and I man, I agree with that. Like I say, it's not the fight we was calling yeah. for, but it's still it's interesting, it's compelling. You know, it's yeah. a compelling fight. You know, when you think about all this on the line and what's going on, and you know, like I say, I mean, the thing is with the game right now, and you got two things: you got people that don't want to fight, or you got people that's jumping to fight. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I can only respect the guys that's jumping to fight. Mm-hmm. Mikey Garcia is jumping the fight. A lot yeah. of people are not even jumping, don't want to fight him. Who in his weight class, who right, probably more relevant or more better matchup than Mikey Garcia. But you know, it's like you got people calling out crazy fights, and then you got people that just don't want to fight. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, a fight is a fight is better than no fight. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I'm interested in it, man. I really am. Um, like I just said, um. Yeah, man, I am because it's yeah, just no. like this is a a fight with two good fighters that we know aren't going to put on a bad performance. You right. Know? <laughs> you know, right. something's going to happen. Either it's going to go the way we, we think it is or it's going to go a way that's going to shock us. Yeah, <laughs> and, absolutely. And, and this is kind of a this is kind of an Andre Ward move for Mikey Garcia. Yeah, you know? I mean, and we just we just we just never never know. I mean, to be honestly speaking, I mean, pedigree wise, I mean, Mikey Garcia is the better fighter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Spence is bigger and maybe stronger and hit harder, but Mikey Garcia is the better all around fighter. So yeah, like we Mikey's, say, I mean, skills pay the bills, man. And um Mikey Garcia has proved that time and time again that it's hard to count him out. Yeah, man. It's hard to count him out. The things we've seen Earl Spence do is things we expected him to do. And we haven't seen him go against the grain. Yeah, and that's, you know? like, I, like I always say, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Errol Spence too. Yeah, hey, no disrespect, yeah, big you know, fan. That's not his. That's not his fault. You know, um, it's in his division. You know, he's doing what he's supposed to. But we got guys like Mikey who are testing themselves, Crawford, who are going from division to division, using skill, not just power, mm-hmm. to to dominate. And now they coming up to this this the biggest division, and they want to test it. Exactly. You know, so. And um, oh yeah, uh, November tenth we got uh, Alexander Usyk and Tony Bellew okay. for that that for that fight. And um, dang, got Gamboa. He on that undercard? No, he's got on his own. He's he's on his own card, man. But he 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 coming back. So we we we'll see, man. We'll yeah. See how that play out for him, man. But yeah, man. Um, I think that's all I got on this one, man. You know. Yeah, I mean. Just want to see this this middleweight division play out a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, our uh, tournament fell apart like, right in front of <laughs> our damn eyes, and but you know, 
it ain't due to it ain't due to anything we brought to the table. You nah, know, you know, it's some you know stuff we can't we can't fix, man. But uh, yeah, like always, make sure y'all just subscribe to us on uh, iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud, and uh, Stitcher. And um, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. My name is Combo Breaker ninety nine. It's your boy Boxing P, y'all. And we about to sign out. Peace. Peace.